Welcome to Manufacturing Happy Hour, the podcast where we get real about the latest trends and technologies impacting modern manufacturers. Manufacturing Happy Hour. Each week, we interview industry experts that are at the top of their craft and give you the tools, tactics and strategies you need to take your career and your business to the next level. And now your host, Chris Lukey. Hey, hey, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Manufacturing Happy Hour. This episode is basically a continuation of episode 25, where we were talking about content marketing for a technical audience. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, you can go back. I would recommend doing that. It's the interview right before this. We got to chat with Wendy Covey, who is the founder and CEO of True Marketing. That's True, T-R-E-W. And she's also the host of a podcast called Content Marketing Engineered and a brand new digital course called Content Writing Engineered. You can find all of these things over at the show notes page at manufacturinghappyhour.com slash 25. But to give you a quick preview of this episode, this is going to be slightly more tactical and specific than what we covered in episode 25. We got through a lot of ground there, but this one is really focused on two things, where and what to publish when it comes to content, and two, how and where to promote that content. This is a quick conversation with Wendy. Looking forward to getting you some of the brass tacks that goes along with a lot of the strategy discussions we covered in the last interview. So no reason to spend any more time on this intro. Let's get right into it. Let's rejoin Wendy Covey to talk about the tips and tactics behind content marketing for a technical audience. So Wendy, you and I had a great conversation around everything that goes into technical content marketing. And I'd love to get into maybe some of the more nuts and bolts around that. And maybe the right way to approach this is from a publishing standpoint and a promoting standpoint to understand some of the infrastructure that companies need to successfully execute on their marketing. Um, So can we, does it make sense to take the publishing first in this regard? Yes, let's do that. Because if you don't have a place to put your content, mm-hmm. then you're pretty much dead in the water, right? It's sitting on somebody's hard drive or in Dropbox. So, um, and, and of course the most important place is your website. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, a lot of companies that are behind in their websites don't understand how much that's hurting them. Um, so there's some particular things they need to look for technically in their website. So these days, if your website is not responsive, and it's not secure, you're mm-hmm. kind of dead in the water technically before you ever, you know, publish anything up there. Sure. So, um, so that's something to look for. Another one is having a website that's easy to update. So you need to be constantly publishing new content and fresh content on your site. So I spoke with a company not long ago that had their hands tied by a web firm and they had to literally go ask them to change a word, you know, a comma, whatever it is, they had to go back to these developers. It was insane. So um, having a good content management system where you can get into your site, add content, make basic edits, that's just a table stake for a healthy website. Um, another one is load time. So making sure that that your site loads quickly, people mm-hmm. can get to the information. Um, and I just recently interviewed um, an SEO expert on my podcast and learned oh. from him that Google has an algorithm change coming in 2021. 
And with that change, these technical aspects I just talked about, in addition to site structure, are going to be hugely important as Google is starting to reward companies that have a good customer experience on their site and punish those that don't. No so, way. So, oh wow. So, what's what's a good customer experience look like? I mean, you mentioned yeah. some. Of, you mentioned the security. You mentioned the responsiveness. I think hopefully most of our audience is familiar with them, but I'm sure there are some people that are learning. Yeah. For the so first let's time. let's think of it um, from your experience. So, so Chris comes on to TrueMarketing.com. Mm -hmm. uh, the site should load very quickly and be secure. So we talked about that. And yep. then um, it should be a well-structured site where you can easily find the information that you need. You're not bouncing around. You're not confused over where to go. But also on the back end code, it needs to have a, a, a decent structure to it too. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I gotcha. If you're so, visiting my, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, so visually appealing, but also, and this is as someone that works in the automation industry, I can appreciate this having something that is well written from a coding standpoint. Absolutely. As well. Yes. Yes. Huh. And if you're using, you know, uh, WordPress or HubSpot or, you know, Squarespace, one of those, they are set up um, with a pretty good structure on the back end if you buy a template that's well rated. So sure. it kind of gets into some of that too. Um, but then another important one is again, if you're if you're coming to my site from your iPhone, it better render in a way where you can find information, just like it should render well on your iPad or your desktop. Awesome, I dig that. Yeah, and because I, I mean, I'm always when I go to a website, I'm I'm I mean, I think the thing I look for right now is it actionable. Is this going to give mm -hmm. me some clear information on what this company does, how it can help me, and a quick way to engage with them? I mean, that's. Yeah. That's been my customer experience mindset mindset from a web standpoint. Well, um, and and that that really is the other part of publishing is having you know a logical place, a logical home for your content. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you if you address four main application spaces, but you can address twelve, well, gosh, you shouldn't just have all twelve be equally weighted on your website, right? help mm -hmm. people find what you're best at and yeah. help them navigate your site from how they think about things, not how maybe your company divisions are organized. That's That doesn't make sense. Or if your product right. names don't resonate with people, if you're your small company, no one knows what your products are, then having them by name might not be a good idea. Have it by mm -hmm. need. Yes. And I think, I mean, you bring up some great points that whether it's the Google al algorithm that's favoring it, I mean, these are just good housekeeping things in general. Like I, mm -hmm. I try to avoid company alphabet soup and like the individual name or like of what a specific product might be and definitely avoid part numbers and things like that right. as the first as the first pass. Those are details that people can dive into deeper. But I think what you said about addressing the need first is really what needs to be there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and another thing as we're talking about technology and, um, you know, what, what are the tools you need to successfully work on content marketing? Another mm -hmm. one is, is a marketing automation platform and a solid CRM. And there's, yes. uh, there's lots of packages out there, but the, you know, the main point here is you need to be able to measure how marketing is performing and the more integrated fashion that you can do that, the stronger you are, the better decisions you can make. So that's part of why marketing automation and CRM integrated is more powerful um, you're also pushing information to sales that you're gathering, such as 
Um, how many pages did this person visit? Which pages did they visit? Did they open an mm -hmm. email? I mean, all of that is gold to a salesperson who's trying to decide, you know, what to talk about during that first call. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so I think a lot of companies in manufacturing are stuck in the, I'm just going to use this email tool. And then mm -hmm. I have this ERP that sort of has a CRM bolted onto it. And that just, it doesn't work for doing modern marketing. So if you're listening and you fall into that category and everyone's in their little technology silos, you really need to look at a more integrated approach. Huge point in that because I still and cult, I think there's a cultural aspect to it in terms of catching up with what CRM and a good integrated marketing platform can do. And, you know, the sooner companies can ingrain that into their sales force, I think the better off they're going to be, yeah. you know. If can we does it make sense to move to the promotion standpoint now? Because it's not, you've given us some great publishing tools. What's um from a promotion standpoint? What comes next? Yeah, so we focus first on um, what's considered considered inbound marketing. So mm -hmm. how do we use content to attract people to your website, build trust, and then get them ready for sales, nurture them, you know, qualify them. And that's what I mean by getting ready for sales. And right. so we've talked about creating content. We've talked about SEO. So when they come to your website, um, you know, having the right content to send them on that nurture path. And then when they have that first download, so you have some sort of piece of content behind a form, now is when the fun starts. Uh, you can uh, start email workflows that are very specific to that persona or that area of the business and start offering more information that hits their inbox. And by looking at their behavior, does someone open those emails? Do they not? You know, it's usually a three to five touch nurture for a, for a middle-sized company. And um, you're offering up more information. And so as someone reads more, you're pulling them further into that buyer's journey and you're also qualifying them for sales. So that's an excellent tactic to use. Any others that come to mind? I, lo I love the focus on inbound first and foremost. Um, do you, uh, should we stick with inbound or is there an outbound strategy that you want to throw in here yeah, also? Sure. So, so companies will come to me and they'll say, okay, I get it. Like I definitely want our organic to grow. That's the Holy grail. But I need leads now. I need to feed my sales force yesterday. Mm -hmm. like, what can you give me? And so, uh, you know, it, it, it used to be we would still look to industry trade shows. And right now, of course, we're in a very unique situation where mm -hmm. those we've lost that channel. And, um, and I'm watching very closely to see what will happen in 2021, particularly as these, um, these events are starting to pivot to virtual events or webinars or other opportunities to get in front of their audience. So I think that that's going to be interesting in particular for these niche industry events that are very specific to the applications that you serve. I would say check those out. Um, and of course, there's industry advertising in particular online. And when we look to that, we look again at, um, at publications that are focused in your industry and also utilizing a piece of content as what you're advertising over a product, um, you know, or something that's just straight up branding. Offer value and entice them to come to your website. And then finally, uh, LinkedIn. So we found that LinkedIn is a very powerful tool and social media in general. I should have mentioned that probably in inbound. Um, but out of all the social media channels, if you could just focus all your time in one, I would go straight to LinkedIn. 
and mm. have a presence there in a multifaceted way. So that gets into advertising, into social posting, into networking. It's it's a great tool and it's one that engineers do use as part of their business. Absolutely. And I think you've you've highlighted some important things. There's that organic aspect, there's the paid advertising aspect, trade publications, knowing your niche. A lot of great ground covered there. Uh, as as we wrap up, are there any maybe specific final tactics or tools that you'd like to leave the audience with? Yeah, well, we're here on a podcast. And um, <laughs> I love it. And we, we both are podcast hosts for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an up and coming way to publish content, to create original content that can be repurposed. Um, with my podcast, um, I, I show the video as well and put that over in YouTube. So, um, I think that more and more we're going to see companies approaching podcasts, either from pitching to be a guest as well Mm -hmm. as starting their own podcast. And if they do so again, remember the rule that it should be 80 to 90% educational and not make it a big promotion for your solutions. That was one of the best pitches for podcasting I've ever heard because you you gave the either or option. You can start your own show or you can be a guest on other shows and making it really more of an information uh, vessel rather than a promotional vessel. Um, That latter part will happen as a result of providing good information. So, and by the way, you can find Wendy at Content Marketing Engineered, her podcast, which is a great show. Highly recommend listening to it. And as always, you can find all the resources we mentioned in these episodes over at manufacturinghappyhour.com. And I have to say, Wendy, thanks for sticking around for some additional tactical advice for our audience today. You bet. Now I need to make my second drink. (laughs) Absolutely. For those of you listening, thanks for sticking around and we'll see you again next time. Hey, thanks for listening. What'd you think of that episode? I'm thinking we'll do more of these where we get into some of the details in some bonus content, but uh, let me know what you think. Hit me up on Twitter at MFG Happy Hour. That's a great spot to shoot me some quick feedback in a direct message. But more importantly, if you want to dive into anything we talked about in more detail, you can do that at the show notes for the original episode at manufacturinghappyhour.com slash 25 since this was episode 25. As always, when we're doing new and innovative things here on this show, it would be great to hear what you're thinking in the form of a rating and review as well. If you're loving the show, those five-star ratings over at iTunes really help out along with quick one or two sentence reviews. You don't have to spend too much time doing that, but you can get to the Apple Podcasts platform to provide that feedback by going to manufacturinghappyhour.com slash iTunes. It'll take you right there. And with that, that is it for this week. We'll be coming back with full length interviews right after this in addition to our sales and marketing mini series rolling throughout the rest of the month of september stay innovative stay thirsty we'll catch you back here on manufacturing happy hour real soon cheers thanks for listening to manufacturing happy hour powered by the industrial network